Hello and welcome to LST's second podcast. Now we told you we'd keep bringing you these podcasts and we have. Today's topic is how to analyze a typical legal reasoning problem. So let's go right away folks. Remember these podcasts are brought to you by LST. For more details please visit www.lawentrance.com. Wow. Hi everyone. My name is Sachin Malhan and I will be doing with you a class on legal reasoning. Uh it's not really going to be a full class, but uh I will be analyzing one problem taken from our LST modules for the purpose of of better explaining what the process of legal reasoning is like. So the problem I will take is problem number 35 from the LST legal reasoning 1 module. Uh it's on page 123. and the problem is a fairly straightforward problem but a good problem for analysis uh, the problem reads as follows leo is an avid beekeeper and producer of honey within the compound of his house he has advanced facilities to care for scores of bees and his honey is very well received by the market ray a mechanic takes up the house next to leo and does minor repair jobs on his motorcycle and moped in his own garage in the process he creates some noise starting the vehicles revving the engine etc leo contends that this noise adversely affects the peacefulness of his bees and reduces the production of honey and as such ray should stop making such noise leo sues ray for nuisance we have to decide so those were the facts in case you couldn't catch the facts or any part of the facts uh, you can of course refer to the problem it's on page 123 problem number 35 those are the facts now let's look at the principle very very important always the principle is really the most critical part of any problem principle says nuisance is the unlawful interference with a person's use or enjoyment of his land let me repeat that nuisance is the unlawful interference with a person's use or enjoyment of his land of course if you're familiar with the law of nuisance this is your standard nuisance principle right so what does this principle really require in order for us to say that somebody has committed a nuisance it requires one an unlawful interference and two that this interference should be with a person's use or enjoyment of his land right two ingredients unlawful interference and it should be with the person's use or enjoyment of his land so let's now turn our attention to the facts by applying the principle to the facts and how do we do that i think the best way forward is to really look at the principle as a kind of question you ask the facts so if if there are two ingredients that we've identified which is whether there's an unlawful interference and whether it's with the use or enjoyment of a person's land the two questions we last facts would be in these facts has there been an unlawful interference and has it been with a person's use or enjoyment of his land if it turns out that both these questions are answered in the affirmative then we know that we've got ourselves a case of nuisance so now let's look at the facts and remember we're trying to answer the question is there a case of unlawful interference Leo is an avid beekeeper and producer of honey within the compound of his house. He has advanced facilities to care for scores of bees and his honey is well received. 
Ray takes up the house next to Leo and does minor repair jobs on his motorcycle and moped in his own garage. Some vital facts here. Minor repair jobs on his own motorcycle and moped in his own garage. Right? So, so far, the facts really are looking good for Ray because we're talking about minor repair jobs on his own vehicles in his own garage. Remember, it's not a commercial garage, it's his own garage and the repair jobs are minor. In the process, he creates some noise. Again, vital. Some noise. Not a lot of noise. Some noise. Leo contends that this noise adversely affects the peacefulness of his bees and and reduces the production of honey. So who's getting affected here? The complaint is because the bees are getting affected. Right? Now bees are sensitive creatures. What affects them need not necessarily affect human beings. So a noise which is a normal noise and which would not be a cause for complaint by a human being could adversely affect bees. In which case the bees are no standard to judge this situation by. Right? So if you look at the collection of facts, we find that it's his own garage, minor repair jobs, only some noise and ultimately who's getting affected is the bees which are sensitive creatures. So you can't even say that the noise is too loud. So clearly, you know, when we're looking at this situation, the first thing that hits us after we analyze these facts is that the interference cannot be categorized as unreasonable. It is merely reasonable interference. And if you look at the principle, it demands that the interference should be unlawful, which is really nothing but a a different word for unreasonable. So here, do we have a case of unreasonable interference? The answer is no. Therefore, your first question of the principle itself is answered in the negative and there is no question of this being a nuisance. So, we know now that Ray did not cause any nuisance. Now let's look at the answer choices with the intent of picking up which is the best of the lot. 1. Ray is liable for creating noise and disturbing Leo's bees out of the question because this says Ray is liable. 2. Ray is not liable. He has the right to do as he pleases on his land. We can consider this answer because it says not liable. Right? I am not identifying a final right answer. I am just saying let's eliminate at least those which are certainly not right. Answer choice 3. Ray is liable. We don't even need to look at the rest because we know if it's liable that answer doesn't apply. Answer 4. Ray is not liable. Leo can take legal action against him and so on. We can definitely consider this answer because again it's not liable. So, the two answer choices that are possibly correct are 2 and 4. Now, to understand which of these is the best answer, let's look at the explanations given with the answers. 2 says, Ray is not liable. He has the right to do as he pleases on his land. Okay, let's consider this. 4 says, Ray is not liable. Leo can take legal action against him only after warning him once and then giving him appropriate notice. Now, who says that? There is no mention in the principle of any requirement of warning and giving appropriate notice. So clearly if we were to pick this answer, we'd be going way outside the principle and that's really sacrilege in legal reasoning. So answer 4 is not applicable which leaves us with answer 2 which is the best answer of the lot. You may complain and say that you know what, no one has the right to do as he pleases on his land. However, it is still the best answer of the lot. At least you have a right to do all that is reasonable upon your land. So the best answer is answer 2. Ray is not liable. He has the right to do as he pleases on his land. 
So that was the process of legal reasoning applied to this simple question, question number 35. And I think there were two principal learnings from this which you need to take away. One, of course, the process of analyzing a problem, which is to take the principle, dissect the principle, and then apply that to the facts, often preferably in the form of kind of questions which you're asking the facts. And then you'll get some sort of conclusion and then you have to figure out which is the best of the answer choices. When you look at the answer choices, that itself is a science to be able to identify by eliminating the wrong ones. Sometimes one answer stands out so clearly that this won't be a problem. But sometimes you may have to choose between two answers that look pretty similar, in which, in which case you will have to read them really carefully and figure out which is the best of the lot. Right? So those two lessons are, I think, what is key for today. I hope you enjoyed this process and I hope this is going to help you in becoming better at approaching legal reasoning. Remember, legal reasoning is a kind of logic, so the approach is critical. Meanwhile, if you've got any questions, any doubts, any queries, you know, you can always write to me. My email address is sachin at lawentrance.com and I'd love to receive mail from you. Take care. Best of luck. Alrighty then people, we hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it for you. For feedback to this particular speaker, you can write in to Sachin at lawentrance.com. That's S-A-C-H-I-N at lawentrance.com. This podcast was brought to you by LST.